So what's shaking, man? Uh, not much. Just it was uh, funny. So I get off work and I was heading to my wife wanted this like wagon thing for our kid. So I was like, sure, I got it. Went to go get it, and the lady wasn't responding. So I was like, all right, fuck this lady. So I dipped out, right? And I'm like out of town. She goes, hey, I'm a, sorry I missed your messages. I was like, son of a bitch. So I was like, all right, I can do this. Whipped right over, grabbed it, or was going to grab it. And then I realized that my wife has my wallet. Oh, fuck. Shout out to Wells Fargo for the only thing that they're good for. Is this like no access ATM card thing. So you don't have to have your card. Yeah. You just have to have your phone. You get a code. Anyway, I got the money, got the wagon, and now we're here. Well, fuck. Shout out to Wells Fargo, by the way. No, shout out. What up, Wells? <laughs> fuck those guys. They fucked over yeah, a lot fuck. of people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting fucked over by the bank, did you end up getting your ten grand back? Oh shit! Yeah, man. I listened to Adam. I listened to Adams. Wow, first time, uh, long time. Look at that. First time, long time. Aaron with the dish. Uh, yeah, I did actually. Uh, nice. That's good. So we'll kick this off, and then we'll get into. Let me write that down. Uh, bank <coughs> bullshit. That's classic. Though. Um, cool. Hate banks. Yeah, fuck banks, but you need them, right? Unfortunate. All right, so we kick off pretty traditionally where we just make up a jingle and then we do that, so that's what's about to happen. Ready? Go. Oh, that's the fucking Skype one. Gets me every time. Podcast. Podcast. And we're talking. All right, Aaron, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going. So let's talk real quick about you or for a long time about you. So, you were in the army, right? Yeah, um, I just got out in 2019. Shit, wow. yeah, 2019. Oh, you're fresh out. Yeah, long yeah. Time. yeah. I was in 2009, November 4th, 2009. That's when I signed the old dotted line, and then yeah, I got out. I retired. I had medical retirement in 2019, January 26th. Okay. Something like that. Nice. So you were infantry, Adam said. Yeah. Yep. I was. I was in national. I was in National Guard. Okay. The whole time. What our thirty fourth ID, so first of the one thirty third um, infantry HHC. I was in a scout sniper reconnaissance platoon. So we're part of HHC. So yeah. we're like a battalion battalion assets. So they're always part of the headquarters company. Okay. Cool, man. Well, shit. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like we might have to, might have to back up and start, you know, start from the beginning. But, yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know. You uh, guys tell me. All right. Well, let's think here. Well, where are you from? How about that? Uh, so, I was upstairs. Yeah. So, I, you guys know, me and Adam went to high school together and middle school. Um, I was, I think I moved to Gladbrook in two, oof. Like fifth graders, fourth grade, sixth grade, or something like that. Moved around. My both my parents were in the military. I was born in Germany. Um, then I lived in Texas, El Paso, when my mom got out. Um, shout out to literally the hottest state in the history of um, El Paso. Truth, so hot. Yep. So fucking hot. Yep. Shout out El Paso. Yeah, white sandstone, decent. All right. All right. 
but yeah, no, that's like super beginning. You know what I mean? And then like, I moved to that small small town Iowa. My grandparents actually lived. My mom, everyone's from Iowa. Raised my mom and my grandparents mostly. Right on. And, then, and so, yep. Small town Iowa. Lived on a farm. You know, pretty much nice. standard kind of stuff. You right, look so like you grew up on a Adam. farm in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So kind of does. Kind of <laughs> does. All right. So you went to high school with Adam, and you yep. joined in 2009. So that means you what? You probably joined right out of high school, right? Uh, no. So I played college football no. for. Oh shit! All right. Two Look at years. This. I did junior college. Okay. And um, the next level really wasn't for me. I was a really, I was short. I'm short. I'm only like five eleven, and that just wasn't conducive for the next level. And so somebody two years. Somebody who's five nine, I take serious offense to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> but uh, I just wasn't good enough for the next level, and. Okay. Uh, I knew it wasn't if it wasn't a win like if I was enjoying military as a win like mm. knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Didn't know what I was going to do. Back and forth because my grandfather was in the military too. He was in the navy, and his brothers in the navy too. And I was like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I want to join Navy SEALs. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Classic liner. <laughs> and then I really wanted to join the Marine Corps, but I couldn't do a pull up because I was really big. So back up just a little bit. I was at my heaviest weight. I was like 365 pounds, maybe th- almost 385 actually. It was a big boy. And, yeah, and I'm not tall, so I was a big dude. And I was like, okay, I got to do this. So um, I got into working out. Got into fitness, P90X. I like. I had a TV in my car and all the weights and like a DVD player and like an extension cord with like the strip and I could go anywhere. I could go outside and have all my dumbbells and all that shit set up. And, uh, and I had a ton of support from my friends. So my, one of my buddies, shout out to Thomas. He hey, also, Yo, shout um, out. he, uh, he, he graduated with, um, me and Adam and yeah, we just did the PNX and I got eventually skated in at like 300 pounds. Kind of basic training is the neck, bro. It's the neck. Oh, of course. The neck that big neck. As somebody, yeah. as somebody who neck. got taped every time. Oh, fuck yeah. I was it like, was me, but I was on the opposite side. I'd go in and they'd be like, why are you getting taped? And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm, I might I might not pass it. And they'd measure and it'd be like 14. And I'm like, well, I'm on ABCP. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I get kicked out my 14-ish neck. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was uh, that was a big thing. Got in, um, you know, and then I, I, I don't know. I say that like I was like made to be in the military. I loved every second of it, going into it. When and I, so I don't know what you guys want to go next into next, but I can just keep kind of going hey, on this man. little tangent here. We're going where you're going. Um, <laughs> got in, went to basic training, um, honor grad, went to Airborne School, honor grad. Hey, um, there we go. that was pretty. That was pretty dope. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um, one of the what led to that that is a, there's a, actually a funny story. So our fifth jump, I hit hardest, hardest fuck. I just came screaming down, and I thought for sure it broke like both my legs. I was like, this is it. <laughs> I was fine. Got up, walking around. This cadet was 
a girl, shout out to this, uh, any cadet out there who hates airborne school because she was one of them, somehow got into it. She was like in like water, like, like knee deep water, nothing, nothing major. She straight up gave up. She was done. Like, so I like, and you guys know Fort Benning, it's not cold in the, in the summertime. So it, just, uh, yeah, it's a little warm and yeah. I'm like, I'm like borderline heat cat as it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I pack my shoe, put my ruck on, grab my little paddle board M4, um, actually M16 gross. Um, yep. and then I see her struggling. So I help her pack her shoe and I put on her ruck and, um, we're like a mile away from, from where we're supposed to be. And I bar- barely make it. I can't even, I'm dying. So they like do the whole heat cat thing. Like put like ice in like my armpits and like all over my nuts. And like I'm dying. <laughs> and you know the guy comes over and I have always in any military thing that I've ever done. It's I'm the big guy. I got a big kind of beards are like sweatpants for your face. So I have a kind of fat face when I don't have a beard. <laughs> so they just pick me out of a lineup all the time, right? So he's like. He's like, Brad McNew, what, what's wrong? What's the matter? I was like, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm like trying to stand up because I don't want to get kicked out. You know what I mean? I don't want to get dropped for any reason. Even though I had my fifth jump, I'm like, fuck it. I just don't want to get dropped for any reason. Yeah. And so like everyone, all the other people were talk for me or whatever. And so the next day, I'm still like, I just like come out of like the top, the like the med, the med deal or whatever. And they're like, what well, we're going to, we're going to put you in for undergrad. I was like, oh. Oh, okay, you know, private fucking big thing, just like right. whatever. That was like super dope experience for yeah. me, like straight out of trade off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. All right, yeah. so joins undergrad and basic training, undergrad and airborne. So then you head. Yeah, so I head to, back to my unit. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, because I, I forgot. I almost forgot infantry does OSAT, right? So yeah, you we went right. Yeah, we'd go right okay. through. It was fifteen yeah. weeks. So you were at Benning to Benning. Yeah, we didn't even leave fucking Bay, man. We were just like, oh you get a three God. day pass, you get a three day pass, and then you're right back at it. And they just, and they know you, and we, you know, after you go out, you just get fucking blasted, and they eat all the wrong foods, and then you come back, and they're like, fucking, just destroy you, and people yeah. are just fucking puking everywhere. Yeah. Like, That's, oh yeah, it was bad news. I they knew it too. Because mine, uh, yeah, Fort Jackson, relaxing Jackson, you make jokes, I don't care, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I was there too. I, I traveled to AIT after Thanksgiving. It was like Thanksgiving, and then like, I graduated on Wednesday, Thanksgiving, and Black Friday is when I traveled to Goodfellow. So I was eating complete dog shit, airport, and then I got to an Air Force base, didn't check in until like Monday. So I had like Burger King, Burger oh, King. Yeah. Uh, Burger King. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like dying that Monday morning, I remember. So I can't imagine even ha- having like less freedom, but also the exact same instinct. Like, I'm oh, yeah. Gonna, I'm going to hate myself. Oh, yeah. I was eating yeah. as much food as I could. As I was much. going hard, too. <laughs> I went from Jackson to uh, language school at DLI. So we flew from, from South Carolina to California, Central California. And I had a while too. Like I had like two days. It was just like, go see the sights, right? Hell yeah. Fuck no all way. that. 
<laughs> and then you get into it and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, what have I done? But man, it was a little cake there. Like fucking cake. What, um, yeah, yeah. So DLI is really long, right? It's like a year. I did 18, I was Korean, so I did 18 months. Whoa. Yikes. Yeah. Gross. It was, it was a, a long, long time, line, bro. That's a long one, bro. And it was Korean, so yeah, it was hard. I mean, I only speak two Englishes, two, two languages, English, bad English. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe three if you count bad Korean, but <laughs> yeah. no, bro. I don't remember dick of that. <laughs> I should. Awesome. I should teach my kids, but fuck it. It'll just like slowly come back. The yeah. only, the only, the words you only care about. Right. That's it. Yeah, like I could still get by with some shit, but no. <laughs> Pass. You can figure it out. Yeah, I guess. It's like riding a bike. Kind of. Sweet. So, so back at it. So came home to um. So right before, so I graduated from Airborne School. Um, they're looking for my they have the liaison like a who works with the national guard people and they're like we're really pumped for you like we we took a big risk on to send you to airborne school you did great we want to see you ranger school and i was like oh, okay <laughs> so i was like i was all in well my unit was deploying so that got xed mm-hmm. and actually um randomly dudes from then Iowa National Guard were at my airborne graduation for some fucking group. I have no idea why to this day. But I don't know I got a coin out of it, so that was kind of cool. Hey, They're like, uh, lead from the front, tip of the spear. And I was like, uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah, came back, found out we're deploying. Um, got hooked up with the discount sniper section. Um, that was really cool. And that was where I spent based on like how, like how well you performed in airborne. They're like, fuck it. Let's just put them with this, like the, with the scout snipers. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically it. They're like, there's two options and I almost fell into the talk. So they had a guy pissed hot Mm. and he, it was gone. So then I, that's that. I mean, that's what I was told. They had right. a episode, and he got kicked out, and so then I got in. So nice. I was like, okay. I was really thankful that I did not get into the talk because it would have been a very long, long deployment. Yeah, even I wouldn't want to do that. And I, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. yeah. We basically no. flew around in the talk, and it was that was fun. But <laughs> dude, I had a dude speaking of pissing hot when we were at the fifteenth. There was this young private, big dude. He came, you know, we got called in to go piss. And, you know, first sergeant has his spot, and the commander has his spot at the back of the company. This dude parks in first sergeant's spot. So our first sergeant walks in. He's like, who the fuck? And this dude's, like, acting super sketchy. Like, he knew what was up. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'll move it. I'll move it top. Let me, let me just go piss. He's like, go piss. What the fuck are you talking about? Move your car. So he went and pissed, and then he bailed and went AWOL that wow. day. Like never, never went back to his platoon, nothing, just fucking bounced. <laughs> and he was AWOL for like three weeks. And first time, would just fucking rag on that dude. 
It's like, oh, the kid that parked in my spot. Go figure. Smoking weed. That's great. <laughs> Damn. That's some wild shit, bro. So, yeah, they ended That's up catching him, like, at his cousin's house back home. He drove all the way back home and was like, I'm just going to chill here, I guess. As if, like, like hey, so dude, are you in the army? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, instant warrants. That's so funny. Like, you're done. They're going to contact everybody that you know, and somebody's going to write you out. So, like, he'd have gotten Article 15. He might have gotten a discharge, but. It would have been at least other than honorable. You know what I mean? Not a dishonorable discharge, probably. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Likes. Speaking uh, of dishonorable discharge, ruin life. Fuck that. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. So bad. Because you want to fucking yeah. go and leave and smoke weed for a little bit. Yeesh. All right. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Back to, back to it. Maybe. Well, it would be 10. It's 2010. Uh, I was saying, pretty sure we're 2010 now at this point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, 34th idea. That's what you said, right? Yep. Right for the you get back, they say, hey, dipshit, you're deploying. And you go, yep, basically. Fuck. Cool. Cool or fuck? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, both? Plan at both. I, at the beginning, because, I mean, it was just my mom and my sister. My sister's 10 years younger than me, and wow. they lived on the farm. So it was just like just them. And I'm like, fuck, I've been gone for so long, and then now I'm going to be gone again kind of like one of those things where I was like really hoping to like come home and take care of farm a little bit and, you know, just do what you kind of signed up with your thought processes when you're in the national guard. It's like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do two weeks. Right. 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 You know what I mean? And right. they're like, surprise, cock bag. Yeah. <laughs> right. and I yeah. Was like, yep. I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. I definitely uh, kind of understand because I remember when I got the word I was going to deploy, I was like, I was 100% fuck. Yeah. But then yeah. like, and the way I explain it, even maybe not so much anymore because I've been able to, uh, I don't shit, I, I, the deployment ended, what, seven, six years ago, five years ago. Five, yeah, I got, five I years got back ago five years ago. So for me, when I got back, I was like, yeah, the worst part was uh, nothing. The worst part was not being able to, like, uh, be home because I, I had a wife. I have a wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She's not dead. She's not dead. <laughs> right She's still in my house. She's still upstairs. Uh, shout out to the wife. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what up, so, so I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm excited. But then like that little sliver in the back of my head is kind of like, man, I'm kind of anxious because like if she gets into like a car accident, that's it. Like, yeah, like, I didn't care about me. I cared about you know. So of course. All right. So, all right. so they say, hey, cockbag, you're a boy. <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah. So yep. Deployed. To, um, we Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yep. Afghanistan. Logman Province. Afghanistan. Um. See, my geography is not what it used to be. Now I gotta look up which one that is. RC East. Okay. Well, I mean, if you say yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm assuming most of this is like not confidential at all anymore. AKA, because I have no idea. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. Was in. We got. So, come back a little bit. Um, right before I deployed, kind of to a gym. My uh, one of my squad leaders was in a CrossFit. He's a CrossFit coach. So I was like, "Well, I don't know what that is, but I'll do it." And one of my buddies that I made was like, "Hey, you should do CrossFit. You're you're a big guy. You can do." PT pretty well, you can run pretty good, but you you need to take it to the next level. I was like, all right, I've already done CrossFit. They're like, oh shit, really? So I was in airport school, and okay, 
I've never experienced trade off outside of trade off. So it's like weekends off. What? Right. So I went to a local GNC. They're like, hey, we got this new pre workout. It's called Jack 3D. I was like, shit, this is lit. That shit was meth. That was straight meth. <laughs> Literally the worst <laughs> thing you can put in your body. Oh, uh, no, I took it for a long time, too. Like, fuck. Um, never, so, you know, I haven't had any supplements, obviously. Took it. I was jazzing on my mind. Dude. Do this whatever kinetics workout. Table. It was like. Oh, yeah. Good. Like skin crawling. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, meth. So I get done with the workout. I'm still jazzed up. These guys are like, hey, man. You want to work out with us? I was like, damn, I just did a workout, but whatever. They're like, you're going to do some CrossFit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You see this, they're inventing around that, um, um, around the gym, there's a mile dirt track. So uh, they're like, we're just going to jump. You're going to do a broad jump. You're going to put your chest on the ground and you're going to get up and you're just going to jump again as far as out. So it's a, called a burpee mile. Yeah. And you just did it around the track. No, for, fuck that. It was. I do that up and down my back. driveway, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a nap. I'm not doing this shit again. Yeah. So it was a. It, it took me like, I don't know. It, it it probably took me like two hours. I was fucked up, destroyed. I had like, I had to go to, and I was nervous at the beginning because I had rocks like embedded in my hands from the gravel. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was destroyed. Um. There was just. That was like my first real experience with uh, with CrossFit ever, and so I told them that they're like, "Well, shit, you'd be all right." So, got into um, you're fine, Ben. Um, got into uh, do you guys see that? Shout out to that baby. <laughs> yeah, we all got kids. Yeah. Shout out. This is a very unfan family friendly family friend. Of <laughs> yes, I got a four month old and two more that never stopped talking. So yeah, she's uh, she just turned seven months. There you nasty. go. Yeah. Fun. It's a busy time. It is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, they're like, okay, so do the CrossFit thing, and I was like, all right. So we that was like our platoon thing. Ever that's how you stayed in shape. Everybody was doing it. Um, and it was just kind of our like our niche, our like little unit niche or whatever. And so um, I gained a little respect because um, I didn't raise no bitch, so I had to go hard. Um, hard. Um, and, I, and I made some really good friends um, in our in our unit that were really impressed with just my ability to be a larger human being and do work capacity. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, yep. So we did like a month train up, and then we rolled. We went to Camp Shelby, Mississippi. Hashtag the worst place on the face of this earth. What up, Camp Those Shelby? Never even heard of it. Doesn't even sound. It no. is horrible. I was a heat cat there. Oh. Um, number two heat cat. Actually, I never told anybody that I. Actually, this is the first time I ever told anybody that I was a heat cat at Airborne School because they didn't put it on my record. Yeah. Um, That's fair. And um, you know, when you're heat cat once, you're susceptible again. Yeah. So got it. They were like, I don't know if he can hack it, and I was like, Fuck that! I am. I will literally die before I'm in the talk. So. Right. They gave me another chance. I was fine. We went after the show. We went to California. NTC. NTC. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. NTC. Everyone yeah, there. That was <laughs> oh, fun. Um, did that. Then you know we got. I was in. We were in 
like in our scout platoons in third squad, um, we had broke up into different squads for where we're going. So we ended up going to a first little cop was Calgouche. That was in Afghanistan. Tiny so they, little broke up, they broke up like, the platoon into different like cops and fobs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. as a battalion asset, we, they broke us up. And so we were a six man team, alpha squad, Bravo, alpha team, Bravo team. And we had a medic. And then normally when we roll, we would have, some we, we had to have nine to leave the wire, I think. Okay. I want to say we had nine. So we had it made up. The rest was made up with A and A guys. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, today I learned. I mean, I don't know about it, if I learned. It's just I never I don't really talk to anybody who uh, I don't know. It's just interesting that uh, that the, the platoon was kind of like, yeah, we'll just send you all the RCEs, but you guys are going separate places. Right. But I guess that kind of makes sense if it's kind of like like you said, like a battalion level tasking and stuff like that or mm-hmm. like special team so um yeah no um we we're in calagouche that was just a smaller spot it was nicer to have these being out in the sticks with less brass was like gold for us yeah. we could we you know we had free range of motion we could do the missions that we wanted to do we were not tied down to, hey, tuck your shirt in. Hey, wear a PT belt. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. It did get lax. I definitely got in trouble a lot for those things. We eventually, um, you know, we did a lot of reconnaissance a lot of times. You know, um, whether it was in the scout platoon, or excuse me, the scouts were covering snipers going out, or um, guys rotating behind glass, behind guns. Um, I spent most of my time with a uh, Mark 48 machine gun, 762, basically you guys, I'm sure, but anybody listening, 762, belt-fed, um, lighter, 240, I would say. It's like a saw with 762. It's probably much appreciated for people who don't know the lingo. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, You're a pro. It's, it. it's, a, it's an older Navy SEAL weapon um, that was popularized by them. Uh, I loved it. It was great. It was a great weapon. It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too too light. The 762 really put the pack. You know what I mean? It put the power in it. So I like yeah. that a lot. Um, yeah. So we're there. We Adam talked to you guys about the Ironman pack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we after missions or like on our rotation when we're not on mission, we would watch movies. Watching Predator, Jesse Ventura, shout out to Jesse Ventura. What up, Jesse? He um, he's working painless, so that's what he calls the minigun in the movie Predator. Okay, and we're like, it doesn't look much different than two ammo cans. So we take two ammo cans, we knock the bottom out of one, we get the weld, we get some guy at the armor, uh, one of the armor contractors, to weld around it. We, we ratchet strap it to an Alice pack metal frame. And at first it didn't work because it was too wide, yeah. like super wide. Okay. Um, then we ended up putting some shit in there making it work. The next round, next round, we were trying, we we're testing it out. We go to this thing called the Black Hills and it's just where you just shoot a fuckload of stuff. 
to practice. We do squad movements, squad live fire movements. We're out. It's outside the wire technically, but it's like barely outside the wire. Um, the rounds would just lay like, just like kind of have at the top of your shoulder, just come over and then it would kind of like swing. So you guys know what a crow system is? No. Okay. So a crow system is a unmanned turret, but it's your man inside the, um, the MRAP. So it has a feeder tray that feeds up into whatever machine mounted, um, weapon system it has in there. So it, it, um, we took it off that crow arm and it's just a metal arm that fed the 762 rounds and we fed it right into this, the, right into the ammo tray and it worked like fucking charm. Just yeah. it was a dream and he didn't think it was going to work that well. And it did. It was fucking sweet. And it really did make a huge difference in a lot of, um, a lot of ticks we were in and a lot of firefights that had could have gone bad. I can say yeah. that turned around. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the army was like, Hey, this is pretty fucking dope. Um, yeah. Keep us in, in the loop. So we kept using it, kept giving them feedback. It was really cool. The problem with like inventing something is patents. Patents are really expensive. My squad leader is really big into it. Um, really big into it. He yeah. he is very smart. Like the probably smartest dude I ever met in my life. And so he was all into trying to get us, you know, you know, pat- money from the patents and trying to set it up. We ended up. So this is a little bit further down the road, but yeah, we ended up going to that. Um, Army's Greatest Inventions symposium thing. Um, super, like, crazy experience because they had no idea where we were going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody from our National Guard knew where we were going to go. We got the word that we were going to go. We ended up getting there, and we got fucking annihilated the night before the huge deal. I mean, and is there an army trip? Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. If there isn't it's a, a little free trip, of that it's, somewhere. It's right. a free trip. It's a free hotel. We didn't spend any of our money getting there. Easy. Easy. Too, it was too easy. Yeah. Um, got absolutely destroyed. Got our tarot read. Like, my fucking, like, card. Some card lady had these, like, tarot cards, like, on the street. She's, like, she, like, read our, like, fortunes. And then she was so terrified by what she viewed on the thing. She packed her shit up and just ran off. Like, she even left her shit there, like, right there in the street and just, like, was absolutely terrified. I was like, man, that cannot be good. <laughs> we are at the, the, that army symposium or whatever. Um, a General Orr and Sergeant Major Bryce Becker, shout out to those two OGs, were there. Yo, shout they, out to the OG. What up? <laughs> they, uh, it's funny because they had no idea they were there. They had no idea we were, they had no idea we were there. They had no idea we even made this invention nothing very upset as you can imagine brass from your own state they don't even have their class a's you know we're decked out in class a's no. they're just in acus they fucking hate us not us but they right. they hate everyone because of it. Right. he's going nuts it's funny it's it's a funny story in between some uh Winkowski is my squad leader. In between, like him talking to Brass, he had to go to the bathroom and puke. He'd like take his jacket off and like throw up <laughs> multiple times. I'm just sweating profusely. Just but we ended up getting Archon out of oh, the deal. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. 
So um, what's what's the uh, where's it at right now? It's in the um, Iowa National, like the Iowa National Guard Museum. Okay. Um, and the the version, so they the Army like science team or whatever, they like made a a very a, a lot better one version of it. Right. And light units are using it right now. Hmm. Which is sweet. That's, that's fucking that is, incredible. That's, that's super cool, man. That, that is incredible. Actually, I I knew a guy that I went to basic training with who used he used it. He like found me on Facebook. I was like, dude, I heard you made this. We're using it right now. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is literally a trip. That's crazy. <laughs> Absolute trip. That so yeah, that, I mean, that was really cool. Um, and the other guy that was with us, his name is uh, Derek Morgan. He Derek? Um, he's the other machine gunner uh, in the team. So gotta give him a shout out for sure. Wow, that's crazy, um, man. So that was cool. Yeah, that was a uh, um, the deployment was pretty. So we'll backtrack a little bit, but you know, we get into the heat of the like the fighting season, I should say. Yeah, yeah like the summer yeah. fighting season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we got into the heat of that, and it and it, I wouldn't say it really lulled any time, but. Um, yeah, we got into the deep fighting season, and it was it was a rough deployment. We ended up losing a guy. His name was uh, Donnie Nichols. He, he was a really close friend of mine. He was my first friend that I made on the in the platoon. So it was it was tough. It was tough on me. It was tough on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we lost a few other guys in the one six eight, which is like a, part, a sister company for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it was a it was an eye experience for me. We were involved in a battle called the Doab, which was a. Adam had mentioned it to you guys too. One of the biggest. It was the biggest battle we'd our unit seen since World War II. Um, absolutely insane. If you guys want a little read, you can go and. Yeah. It's on Wikipedia. Pretty crazy. Um, wild turn of events. You know, bullet holes in the pants. Ruck, kind of. Absolutely insane. We actually almost got murked by uh, the ANA Special Forces that dropped in with the SF because they thought they we were bad guys. So, I mean, it was a hot LZ. When we got dropped off into a bowl, dropped us into a bowl, yeah. absolutely 100% hot moment. I mean, we were taking rounds in the Chinook. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. yeah, so that was, it was pretty wild. Um, oh. Wow, let's see. Yeah, there's like over 300 insurgents just basically pinning us down the entire time. Um, we had a guy, we had a, we did a JTAC with us who dropped some JDAMs, Danger Close. God, JTACs are fucking, fucking incredible. I mean, yeah, they, they went I'm not saying went, they're bad. JTACs are the fucking baddest of the bad, man. Those guys are some yeah. serious, smart motherfuckers. It's so smart. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, I, I, I got uh, an Archon with V. It was supposed to be a Bronze Star with V. Got downgraded and ended up being a Bronze Star or uh, Archon with V. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a really neat experience to a couple other guys. That JTEC had gotten the Silver Star during that engagement as well. So it was a it was, an, it was a wild experience to say the least. Yeah. Um, well, because that was probably yeah, like you kind of mentioned it and. I'm assuming like those provinces are, are essentially just a whole bunch of like valleys and mountains. Oh yeah, like, are we right? Yeah, because uh, yeah. So people who don't know the geography of uh, Afghanistan, 
RC East, think of the eastern part of Afghanistan, which is you know bordering Pakistan, like the Nepal China area. So it's all mountains, fucking mountains everywhere. Mountains, and then we mentioned the summer fighting season. This isn't like official, but it kind of is official. Like the the way they rotate things, especially in RC East, because of like the tougher winters, they kind of shack up in the winter, bump up the opium trade, get their money, get their supplies, yep. and then they go, okay, we got our shit. Yep, it's time to fight, and that's kind of what year are we in? Twenty twenty. That's that's kind of been, that's kind of been the cycle of the last nineteen years. Mm-hmm. You can go farther than that, probably, if you're going to in- include the Soviets. So, oh yeah, yeah. When we were in that fight, we there's a um, little like the little district of Doab, which what's it called? The Doab district the center is what was taken over by insurgents. We ended up fighting them. They moved out. We were dropping those JDAMs. There's a Russian um, hospital. Um, that was like we, excuse me. Um, oh, I'm having a damn brain fart on the. Um, it's a, it's a disease that you can get. Um, they had hospitals there. The Russians did to like tuberculosis. You know, Tuberculous. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had a TB hospital there, and we were all just like having to stay there because there's no other place right. in there. But you know. After they dropped JDAMs, and we ended up helping, like, if anybody doesn't understand, a lot of Taliban fighters are farmers with AK-47s yep. because it's really hard to fuck up AK-47. Yeah. So they, you know, farmers, oh, Americans, shoot, oh, I'm out of weapons, I'm a farmer again. Right. So, you know, we had to end up bringing all their wounded down. Um, dudes are really messed up. That was a eye-opening experience, obviously, for anybody involved with that. Um, end up doing um, neo decompression on a dude. Learned from the SF guys. That was pretty wild. I mean, a dude's gonna die anyway, so he's like, might as well get some training out of it. So I was like, well, okay then. All right. So that was uh, that was pretty wild experience. But yeah. just in general, you know, like if you. I'm going to say this is why you join the military, but if you join the military and you want to be in the infantry, this is exactly what you signed up to do, and this is exactly what why you did it. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I say this all the time. Extremely lucky to be in the presence of the people that I was in. Very lucky for just – I got rolled the, the right dice, I should yeah. say. I was – you know, got in – Got to see the things I did, did the do the things I did, and absolutely probably not going to happen to people unless some other like other bad things happen. Um, National Guard had control, had a full range control, which doesn't happen very often. Um, so we shared with the 82nd, but we had Battlefield Command, I should say. So that was a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, getting the missions that we did, doing the things that we did, which was. I'd say pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, had that experience, came home 2011. Yeah, that was uh, that was a trip. You know, you say the whole, no, 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 I'm fine, let me go. Everybody does that, though, right? We get back, you're pre- 
pre-wound up, I just like, hey, I need to go to school. I joined my buddies. Um, shout out to the stoop. That's all my friends. who We live in this apartment, a big house, like 12 of us. And we called it the stoop. So a stoop kid never leaves a stoop. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I lived with uh, all my buddies. And we all went pretty hard. Came back. Yeah. Probably not like if you are a therapist listening to this. Like, oh, that's why the way you are. <laughs> so, right. um, but it was good. I had a very, um, came back, jumped into school. Wasn't the best thing for me at the time. Um, but I got more into CrossFit, learning how to do, being a coach. Um, I can't, you know, I didn't really know anything about coaching at the time, just me and my buddy writing our own workouts with going to dot com and doing the workouts that they have. We had very bad equipment, rusty barbells and right. weights and trying to do stuff that you shouldn't be doing and with barbells uh, and dirt. Yeah. But uh, we were pretty lucky to have what we had and able to do workouts there. Um, and actually, Donnie, who passed away um, on the deployment, I made a hero wad for him, and it's a legit CrossFit hero workout that anybody can do. It's Donnie. It's called Donnie. Um, so that was pretty cool. I sent that in, and then it published in 2013. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a legit hero wad. I don't know if you guys understand. The readers who don't understand hero wads, their workouts to honor fallen soldiers, servicemen, members, um, and whatnot. Um, yeah. A very popular one is Murph. Yep. So, um, the Murph challenge. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's, it's pretty cool to have that, um, that tied into cool. that and we cool. do it on Memorial day along with Murph. So Memorial day is really brutal. Yeah. Really brutal. Yeah, that is. So oof. yeah. Um, actually we did a scholarship for ISU. So I live in Ames, Iowa right now. My gym is in Ames, Iowa. We did a, um, a scholarship for the, the, the Donnie Nichols um, Memorial Scholarship. So it's pretty cool. We did it. We brought a rig in, like a big pull-up rig. We did Murph and Donnie. It was really cool. At yeah, obviously University in there, uh, lead rec. And, uh, like, they had like tr- a track and do a loop or whatever. So everyone yeah. could do the Murph if they wanted to do that or they could do Donnie or whatever. So it was pretty sweet. That was a cool little side meal. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's super cool, man. Uh, I, I, like, I don't even know what to say. Just, that's, like, super cool. I really, like, uh, admire you for being able to do that and everything, so. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. That's dope. It's, like, it's, uh, it's a trip. It's so cool. Like, people will tag me in the workout. Yeah. Um, like, um, a, a friend of mine that I had met, he's from Canada. He, um, I met at a training thing. We'll go over that later, I'm sure, but... Um, he always tags me in other gyms doing Donnie or anything like that. It's pretty cool. People just randomly tag me in that, so it's kind of, kind of yeah. Neat. It's it's hard to find ways, I think, to give back or to kind of honor the people that are doing stuff and or that has passed or whatever that have served. Mm-hmm. And I think just being able to do that and then take it to the level that you you're taking it right. You have a workout. You got it published. You know, you're doing these scholarships. You're making sure that Donnie's not forgotten. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. 
Hell yeah. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's big. That's wonderful. Hell yeah. Um, so you're back. So when you got back, you know, you kind of touched a little bit on what it felt like to be back and away from it and kind of back in the mix of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And absolutely. I think, you know, coming out of active duty, not just coming back from deployment because for us or at least for me like you're just coming back with the same dudes and you're you're going back to work with those dudes every day like being in the national guard you're coming home and like oh you're home when i got when i got back or when i got out and coming home and like trying to decompress like i you know i hadn't been deployed in a year so i had that time to kind of go through that Mm -hmm. but you didn't you came back to I'm home now. So, right. so where was your head at, at that point? Cause I know when I got out and I can't speak for Nate, but probably about the same, it was like, fuck, where do I belong now? Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting question. And it's so, you know, um, everybody's actually, I, I want to say everybody wants to know that question, especially outside of the military people who are civilians probably listening to this podcast may not understand that. Um, in a perspective, it's you're very tightly wound. Obviously, you, you know, National Guardsmen, they come home and they go back to their family, but they also go back to a, a, an extracurricular job that they came into, whether it could be anything, a cop, a electrician, a gardener, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I came home. I didn't – I had the CrossFit thing. I was super, super grateful to be kind of involved with the gym there. Um, shout out to CrossFit Kilo in Cedar Falls. They, uh, they took they took me in, and um, I was able to kind of take a lot of that shit that was kind of that kind of fucked me up. That I was like, okay, I need to do something about this, and so I just took it out and these workouts and helping people was super important to me. Uh, I'm like, I try to be a, a, an extremely good person. And it's probably one of my biggest faults. Um, um, everyone gets the benefit of the doubt from me, no matter what. Right. If you and ask so, for help, you're going to get it. Type of absolutely. Yep. 100%. And so helping people, finding out that I could help people through fitness and with my journey that I've experienced at the time, I said, you know, it's anything's possible. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Literally. All you got to do is work hard. So that was my headspace was. I need to find something to replace this. I need to replace the, the, the rush, the pain or anything like that. And at the beginning is a very common thing, excessive alcohol use, a very excessive, um, I want to say, lifestyle choices that are not conducive to, um, to the stressors that you've been experienced. So, you know, I, I did the bad things, but I learned from them. If you learn, don't learn, don't lose a lesson. You know what I mean? So if you don't, if you lose, don't lose a lesson. And it's one of the biggest quotes ever that take away from a lot of my experiences. I took that. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So yeah, I went with her CrossFit thing. I went to school, um, for kinesiology and exercise science at University of Northern Iowa. Shout out you and I. What up? Uh, and 
I quickly realized that I had more experience in life in general than most of these kids that I was going to school with. A lot of these kids, you know, they're 18 years old. You know, they think that going to school is like the, the bees knees. They think that, you know, oh, man, this test is so hard. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And I, at the time, you know, for sure now, the hindsight's always twenty twenty. but, you know, like, I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. I just got right. shot at. Like, right. literally, like, three months ago, it's like, in firefights, like, how is your life hard? Right. But, you know, obviously now I can, I can just be like, damn, I'm absolute douche for saying that. Well, yeah, but your perspective changes, right? You grow. Right. So yeah, you grow. If you so, look back on yourself 20 or for five oh, years ago and you're rough. like, that guy was cool, then you're a fucking douchebag. Yeah, rough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I definitely am glad that I learned from that stuff. Made me a better person. Um, yeah. And whatnot. During that time, I got into competitions with CrossFit. Very rudimentary. I'm like the most average of athletic human beings, possibly below average. And um, competitions is fun because they have categories where if you're not that great, you can still do it and you can go really hard and it's really fun. Right. Got into that stuff. Got opportunities to coach other gyms, moved around a little bit, got opportunities to co-own a gym in distant areas, um, moved to St. Louis. after. So after um, I realized that I didn't want to keep going to school, I got an internship in oh, another area in, um, in Iowa called Bettendorf. It's near Davenport. So was there for a while. Then a guy, Armin, shout out to Armin McCormick. He's a... Uh, former Marine that owns CrossFit Keto, he was like, hey, I got an opportunity for you to coach a gym in St. Louis. And I was like, well, I've never been to a big city, so hell yeah. So moved out, just moved out to St. Louis, and big, like, downtown St. Louis, man, is wild. Yeah. It was a wild trip for me. But it was a good it was a good opportunity for me to go from um, small-town Iowa experience and enjoy that. And, I, you know, and when you – move around in the military obviously you guys know that you go to certain places you're like hey you're going here you're going here and you're experiencing all this stuff and you go back to iowa you're like i need to i need to do something you know like i'm I'm ready to pop off right so it was really awesome to get to experience that in st louis um it was a very difficult time for me i was very poor (laughs) (laughs) and uh living on the couch, but coaching and enjoying it, um, yeah. loving life. Yeah. So did that for a while. And then my squadler and I decided to open a CrossFit gym together in Iowa, okay. moved to Iowa, open a CrossFit gym, uh, which is actually where I met my wife. She was like the first person I ever coached. And what's funny is we had mentioned that's, me and that's I, awesome. I, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's that. crazy. Um, <laughs> We had a we had a pact. We talked to each other about, and one of the things we never date anybody that we coach because you know should we eat? It's not a good setup, right? Look at you, look what you and, and <laughs> did. It work out because uh, she's the first person, and she's like, she came back, and literally the next day, I was like, so I'm living in this gym right now that's actually being renovated. So I'm gonna move in with you, and she's down and. Fuck. 
Yeah, it was is wild. I mean, she I live with her at her house, her little apartment, and she with her roommates, and she'd drive me to the five a.m. class every day. Damn. Yeah, that's that's some dedication, man. Dude. So this is fantastic. Love her. This is the coolest fucking I, thing. Hey, man, I love love, and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> she. Um, yeah. So and then we ended up getting married in 2016, July 9, 2016. Um, I'm like oh, that's confirming coming up. What's up? Wife. That's in a week. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's coming up, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a trip. We've you know, I have closed gyms, open gyms since then. Been doing my thing. We're currently at a spot. It's called the Factory Strength and Condition. It's in Ames, Iowa, and we've been in our new location since last February. So it's a it's a good it's a good setup, man. Yeah. I love everybody that comes to that gym. Um, it's. It's the dream life. You know what I mean? Everyone says, don't get into, don't get across them, man. You're not making money. I was like, I don't need to make money because I'm living the greatest life. You know what I mean? um, Yeah, my daughter was born seven months ago. I just bought a house. So it's like, I'm right where I need to be at. That's what's up, man. You got a great fucking outlook. That's crazy. That is fantastic. So how far are you from where you grew up? So Ames... I haven't been to Gladbrook or Rhinebeck in a very long time. Yeah. Very long time. Um, everyone that I knew basically moved away. Yeah. Um, and actually, a guy that was two guys that were graduated two years ahead of us, um, me and Adam, actually might have graduated with his brother. I'm not sure how old Adam's brother is. Um, they, um, they were in my platoon. One of them deployed with us. He was in the sniper section, and then one of them was later was my lieutenant. Um, after we came home, and I was just doing the guard stuff, and so yeah, it's just a trip, you know what I mean? Like having going to school, like in high school, and then eventually being with people right. in the military. With you're like, damn, we went to high school, man. Like we have all these memories, and then remember that time and this time, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, remember this time when from army together whoa <laughs> so uh, i think i live about two hours or so yeah. from my house you know from we my my mom eventually sold the farm she got remarried sold the farm um tough call you know what i mean she he um my stepdad now lives in boone which is boone i was like 20 minutes from ames so we're not too far yeah you know mom's gonna stay close to the baby so i hear that yeah that's um, good. So, yeah, I haven't been back to the, the home, the stomping grounds in a very long time. Okay. But I, I'm not missing out. I, I mean, shout out to Ryan Beck, Iowa, but yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live about two hours from where I grew up, and if my wife's parents didn't live there, then I would fucking never go there. Right. No business there. My parents moved to Virginia, or they moved to South Carolina, and then Virginia and been gone for okay. fucking eight years now. So. Yeah. I got no business over there except my in-laws. And they're cool, so I'll go fucking see them. Hell yeah. Nate, I see you drinking out of that glass. I love it. The mason jar. Yeah, we're a hipster circa 2012. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not uh, cool. I just... He's cool. Like, like these were bought, and this is surprisingly one of the few things my wife has not asked to replace. And it's a good size. Like, if I fill this much up, you know, before I go to bed, it's... That's a, yeah, it's a lot of water. That's, you gotta that's stay hydrated. Water, you know? That's yeah. a lot of water, bro. I love, I love very, mason jars. It's very dry out here, so you know. 
It is. Yeah, sure. You know. And I'm, and you're you're in Colorado. Yes. Okay. Nice. I um, a buddy and I climbed Mount Circle. Oh. I don't. I've only been living here for three. How long have I been living here? Two and a half months. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was, it's kind of hard to go places uh, was, <laughs> right yeah, now. How I'm sure right now. It was but, absolutely yeah. brutal in the like dead of winter. We were like, oh, this is a good idea. The worst car trip ever. He, um, he and I. He is like a big hunter and does all that shit. And I'm like hunt like once in my life. Like never really got into it. Um, and. He's like, let's just climb this mountain. And I was like, hell yeah. I climb fucking mountains all the time with guns on my body. <laughs> so I was all in. Yeah. And the day before we climbed this mountain, it snowed like, like no joke, a foot. It was literally impossible to move around. Somehow we managed to do it. Yeah. If, if I travel west and hit the mountains, it gets pretty, it gets, it gets crazy very fast. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's just so driving fast. west and then you like hit the foothills and then all of a sudden you're like, you look, look up and you're like, oh shit. Uh, there's a mountain here. And a lot of people here, because dude, people are here are fitness freaks, bro. Like, oh yeah. Colorado's in the wild. Like, it's unbelievable. And I, I think they call them like 14Kers, which are you like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like 14K? Like, no, 14,000 feet. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. So we just go That's for up. hikes on trails at 14,000 feet, and it's awesome. And I go, it does sound awesome, but I'll talk to you in about three years maybe when I'm not a fucking piece of shit. You know what isn't awesome? <laughs> Hypoxia and dying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, luckily, I know my symptoms from the altitude chamber. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mr. Ross. That. Yeah. Hunger, headache. That's what I got. Confusion? I didn't have any confusion. Hunger and headache. Oh. <laughs> Absolute chamber was a trip. Fuck, so man. you, yeah. So that, I mean, that's basically my life in a nutshell. You know, I, that was very uh, like the hallmark version of the, hey, um, my life. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, I like. Um, I don't know. Just kind of going back all the way back to like airborne school with your little uh, antidote about the girl who's like, "Yeah, oh, fuck it, I'm giving up." You know, like, not nah, not happening. No. So I kind of like that, like like you have this like no, I'm just not gonna fail mentality, and I think that's super cool. And nice. I really like uh, kind of like how you were able to uh, recognize where you were, like mentally, and be like, oh, well, this is not good. Recognize that it's not good, and do that. And then, because not a lot of people can figure that out, right? And yeah, it's tough to claw yourself tough. out of some bullshit. Yeah, it's and I think tough. you really kind of like spoke to something. Like you said, all right, well what do I like? And you know, what am I? Well, I think I'm a really good person. I like helping people. All right. That hard work and all the camaraderie from like that small team that you were on. You're like, okay, well mm-hmm. I should stop making bad decisions. Not even bad decisions. I, I just stopped doing the fun stuff and do stuff that makes me feel better on the long run. Right. Mm-hmm. You found a life out of it. You found a wife out of it. Ooh, that's a nice little Absolutely. thing. I found oh, a life. Hey, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, so you said, well, what can I do? Right. And I think that's yeah. super, Super important that you were able to do that. And it's kind of, kind of hard for a lot of people, vets especially, but it's hard for people, right? People, oh, yeah. what am I going to do, right? But you yeah. said, okay, well, I'm going to ask a simple question. What What are the things, what are the values that make me happy? And you did it. And I think it's, I, th- I think people can just kind of ask themselves that. Like, what actions make me happy over the long term, right? Stop right. chasing that. Stop, stop chasing that 30-minute high. Yep. And, and and find the oh sh- well I'm waking up in a good mood. That's right, dude. I think that's what impressed me the most about your story was like 
people telling you you're not going to make money and you didn't give a fuck. There's so much of this, I need to make money and I got to do it this way and follow these. Because yep. I'm fucking, I'm in that right now, right? Like, I work in a cubicle and it fucking sucks, but I got kids. I got to make money, mm-hmm. you know? And having that mentality, like, that's okay. I'll figure it out. That's mm-hmm. That's it takes a strong person to fucking just be like, you know what? I'll be fine. And living on couches and living in gyms and just telling some random girl like, hey, I'm going to move in with you. And then <laughs> boom, married, boom, kid. So that's I'm pretty loyal. It's uh, to and Kayla and I, you know, I remember like in one of our first real conversations, you know what I mean? Kind of opening up to her about like my experiences and it's like, it's like, I always say to her that it's like you said, don't chase that 30, 30 minute high. It's always true. It's like chase that 30 year life. You know what I mean? Like where I want to be in 30 years. And I, I always live by that a lot. Um, I told Kia that like, I said, don't give up on me. Like I'm super, I'm so dedicated to the cause and I'll do whatever it takes. And so like, I've always, you know, kind of been like that pretty much my whole life. Maybe Adam can attest to that um, a little bit. He's a, he, he knows me pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that guys. It's, it's pretty dope. Nothing, um, you know, nothing else real, like nothing substantial to report today. Today's a very, um, calm day at the home front. The, uh, the gym was really light today because of 4th of July weekend. So that it kind of dips holidays, especially in the weekends, right? That Thursday mark. And yeah. people are like, yeah, I'm a, I, I'll, I'll see you on Monday. I was like, right. okay. You know, kind of kind of fun. Weekend fun started early. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so when you mentioned that, because I was going to mention that, I think it's super cool that our first uh, person that we didn't know as a guest, and probably the coolest person we've... Nah, I'm just joking. Nick and Adam and Brian oh. are pretty fucking cool. I love you all. <laughs> I think it's super cool that it was. Here we are, 4th of July weekend. I love yeah. it. Hell yeah, It jazzes man. me up. It jazzes it me up, you know? It's, it's yeah. super motivating. Just to kind of go over these things, because we talked about mindset, and a lot of vets don't want to talk about that kind of thing because you, any anybody, you're in a warrior mentality. You're in this lifestyle that demands no weakness, right. and if you tell someone or even admit to yourself you have an issue or a problem or something that you can't solve with your hands or physically doing something you 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 come off weak you you're just like i i'm, I'm not like that you know what i mean right. i'm not that guy and i've been and i've lost a lot of really close friends to suicide and so in our gym you guys know the the 22s a day we instead you know so we do 5ks and runs and stuff like that and we wear the 20 we wear a 22 pound vest during um and i've probably worn a 22 pound vest for you know, normally you would wear a 20 pound vest, but ever since that 22 came out and it just hit me hard ever since one of my friends who was very close to me was one of the first people that I trained at my first gym committed suicide. I, I've been so dedicated to, to helping eradicate that. And so we bring the 22, um, awareness, veteran suicide awareness. It's super big. Um, I know I create a, a very safe space and, and that's a very hipster thing to say safe space, but 
No, I tell anybody, you don't need to be a veteran. You don't need to be anybody who needs to, you know, talk about it. You got something that will go on your mind. You, you have a problem. And my gym has always been a spot that anybody can just kind of walk up to me and say, hey, you got a few minutes. And I always got time. And, and that's, it's a big deal to me um, to kind of jump on that a little bit. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a trip, but I've always been really dedicated to that cost. Absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Like, uh, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, when Zach and I started dicking around with this, we're like, what are we trying to do? Because I don't just, if it's mellow with mellow, cause some people are just going to be like, well, I don't know. well, here we are. We're all, you know, thousands, not maybe not thousands, hundreds to thousands of miles away from each other. Yeah. We're chilling. And it's, I don't know. I think it's easier or, you know, Hey man, you want to just go for a run? And they're like, runs are calming and whatever. So I think yeah. it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's spectacular. Yeah. And the it. training, yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet. You get that feel. And some people, so, you know, I didn't put the CrossFit name on my gym, on this new gym, because it can have a negative antidote. And not saying that there's anything wrong with CrossFit. Right now, there's a lot of heat with the name. Um, you probably I do. My wife it. watches CrossFit games on yeah. YouTube, and yep. she's talking about it. And I'm like, what, oh, is yeah. ta- what are you talking about? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a big deal with the Boyd 19, uh, the owner. Of, if for anybody that doesn't know anything about this, the owner of CrossFit had made a controversial tweet and about um george floyd and it people just it was a huge uproar or whatever so the name got a lot of heat and um long story short he ended up having to sell his business to like sell the crossfit to another guy who bought it and who's hopefully taking it in a better direction than it was in um whatever so you know crossfit kids that kind of can kit that bad name so we went with the strength conditioning. Also, it's like three thousand dollars a year, which is like, do I want to pay that, or do I want to pay like myself, or put it back in the gym? And I mean, there's a lot of things that we could do three grand every year. So um, we went with just the strength and conditioning route. Um, we are a functional fitness gym. You can't say CrossFit in our gym, but it's whatever. Um, but yeah, no. So you know, I encourage any type of fitness. So. So say we get somebody who's like, I can never run. There's no way. And we run a lot. We know we do a lot of like 400 to 200 to 800 or a mile run. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, you know, this week you ran a 5K. And they're just, they're shocked. People are like, I can't, what? Yeah, this week you accumulated a five, you know, 5,000 meters. You accumulated this much. And so then I'm like, well, why don't you just sign up for this, you know what I mean, or a race. And me and my buddy, well, me and my business partner, George, shout out to George Lacava. What up, dude? And um, he, uh, you know, we we got pretty dedicated to it. We did the half marathon, which was literally the worst experience of my life. Um, physically, like, doing that with the vest on. All this so shit that you're telling stories about, and you're like, fuck a half marathon bro i don't want to do that shit. <laughs> it was, it was so horrible it was horrible but um no we don't then you know we transition a lot into it and i'm a big i'm always it's always just it's tough it's different seeing that big guy i'm like i i feel like i'm just like the spoke person for the 250 pound man like who wants to be fit you know um anybody can do it so you know we do a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. i'm into it that's awesome it's fucking cool you got a cool fucking story, man. 
And, and just in case, we don't have a lot of shout outs. Shout out to Adam. Adam, you know, yeah, what yeah, up, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Uh, you know, hope you're having a good time down there Hell over yes. there in, in Maryland. Yeah, fucking dipshit. <laughs> it's funny. I say that lovingly. I have family that lives in Maryland. So funny. Yeah. yeah. I got a piss, BRB. Yeah. Word. So what's, um, so kind of what's the, your, uh, take on what in the Cal or excuse me, Colorado, it's probably, is it super locked down? Like what's kind of going on in your neck of the woods? Colorado is like a anomaly. We, I think we topped out at like 250 cases a day. So, uh, it was, it's, it's never been bad here. Um, um, like you can go to like bars and like kind of local, uh, like local governments have been able to kind of like work and they put tables out in like the streets so okay. they can like close streets down if it's like a city. Uh, I haven't really like tried to do too much cause I'm just like, you know what? I'll just kind of, whatever. I'll kind of just chill. If people want to wear me, you know, if I want to wear a mask and if people want me to wear my, a mask in the grocery store, I will. Me right. getting punched in the face is not worth it randomly. No, absolutely not. I'll do it, you know, I, like it's whatever. But it's not too crazy here, actually. Uh, the hardest hit part was actually a, like a nursing home, like 10 minutes from my house. I think, I think they had like 30 or 35 deaths there. Um, like really, really crazy. But yeah, Colorado hasn't been hasn't been really hit mm-hmm. that, that, that bad. So like, like I said, I think we topped out at like 250. I haven't looked at the numbers in a while, but – Basketball week's been like 110, 120. So I don't know what is different here in Colorado. Maybe it's the elevation. I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe like I said, maybe it's just the ridiculous amount of like fit people here. Like, yeah, we just, we're not going to get that. Like, hell yeah. Like, we went to a spot, like a little state, I don't know if it was a state park. It was like a park on Saturday. And like, oh my God, just the amount of people were like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this nature hike. Like, fucking, I don't care. <laughs> Dedicated. So, yeah. Like, but yeah, it, it really hasn't been too crazy out here. Like, like again, I, I've only eaten out once here since I've been here, so two and a half months. But okay, I think people are kind of just like, all right, we'll buy in. We're not gonna go crazy, but also like we're doing pretty well, so don't fuck us over. Right, right. Yeah. I was like wild. We're like a hot state right now, I guess. Yeah, Ohio people fucking ramping up too. Yeah, I, I see you wearing an Ohio State University uh, uh, shirt. Yeah. No boy. Um, yeah. The, uh, it's funny because George is a big Ohio State fan, obviously, and his wife, Andrea. And so, like, I love just – I, like, randomly will come over and just watch Ohio State games, that, even though I have – Oh, no, it's I my life story with, with I, that, I don't even, like – I don't even, like, follow anything. I actually got Ohio State jersey. I don't even know the player. I can't oh, even tell I, you who it is. I, I just got yet. one just to, just for the cause. Just I used to go over to his house on Saturday afternoons just to watch Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, secretly used to hang out with him, but – also, I like I like football, but dude, this friendship grew out of college football season. Like, yeah, like, like I, I'm from upstate New York, so we don't really give a fuck about college football. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah. See, speaking of football, um, there's a lot of talk in in like the Iowa area, like Iowa State, Iowa, about like just having season ticket holders, not having tailgaters. Have you guys heard any of that no. stuff in your area? Uh, yeah. Well, the NFL, or well, I don't know about the NFL because I really only follow the Bills in Buffalo. But the Bills will have no. Oh, no, the Bills. Well, yeah, we'll have no tailgaters and no fans this season as of yesterday. So, oh, they said no fans. Even that's for the Bills. Yeah. So the day prior to that, they gave they put out a press release that were like season ticket holders can just defer till next year. 
So I was like, that's kind of weird. So then the next day, they're like, no fans are going to be at Bills games. Mm, Wild. (sighs) That's nuts, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a difficult football season. I, regardless, so the MMA did it. You know, I'm I'm a big Rogan fan. I'm a big MMA fan. I love watching. I, I don't know shit about like any of the fighters really. Um, Same. but I just like watching something about watching each other. two people beat the fuck out of each other. It's captivating. Absolutely. It's fucking captivating. Hundred percent. And um, my uh, my wife's little brother is like um, super smart and knows all the people. So I just talk to him about it. It's funny. But yeah, then you know they did the no fans, and like no nobody, just commentators in the and they were six feet apart, yeah. doing the whole thing, and you know Rogan talked about it and he was like wild, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm just like trying to, you know, I'm trying to just fat like trying to just fathom an empty football stadium, and no fans and playing football, and I was like, oh, that's what it was like to play JUCO football, yes. college football. Yeah, and I played D <laughs> three college football, and it was like. My first season, we were 0-10, and, and I know exactly what it's like oh, fuck. to fucking play in a stadium with no people. Just, like, family members in the crowd, and you're like, why the fuck are you guys here? What the, what, what I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, right? We grew up in Texas a little bit, so I've always been a huge Cowboys fan. And oh, they have 90-plus thousand people on stadiums every game, like yeah. every single game. The stadium's crazy. And it's absolutely insane. And I'm just trying to imagine an empty AT&T stadium. Yeah. And I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I actually cannot physically imagine it. It's going to be, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. As long, yeah. as long as Ohio State plays, I don't give a fuck how many people <laughs> are in the horseshoe. I don't give no. a fuck. I just want to yes. watch football. That's all I want to do. That's why I have this I agree. big ass screen behind me. There's no, oh, so yeah. there's no other purpose. But yeah. football season. Occasional yep. movies, but that's it. There you go. There you go. Good. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, what do you, okay, so what do you guys got planned? So tomorrow's Friday. I always, like, ever since, like, the COVID thing, I, like, forgot Dude, what days so, are. No, I've been working from home since March 13th, and I don't know what the fuck month it is sometimes. This is my third straight, this is my third straight Friday off, so. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice to have four days. But next week I work out. Oh, uh, I'm not, I don't have to work out five days next week. I might. I don't know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I have a biology exam. I'm probably gonna fail. Oof. Oof. I was uh, I was off today. Biology. Yeah, no. Off again tomorrow. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I work at uh, a software company and they're super fucking liberal. So like, they're just like days off left and right. Hell I get yeah. mental health days randomly. And like they're just hey whatever they're based out of California so can you imagine that in the military they just like for certain come up to a formation you guys get tomorrow off yeah yeah yeah. just like randomly you're just like fuck people go nuts yeah yeah I mean to be fair people 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 with the unit of Fort Hood bro like (laughs) because Fort Hood had had the family down Thursdays right family down Thursdays it means you couldn't couldn't work past two or three one of those two three I think was the cutoff. And I remember sometimes, because I was on shift. I was on shift work, so so I worked 12 hours, and it was just because I was working ops overseas still. But the people who were just, like, on the company schedule, they'd be like, all right, uh, off tomorrow. So, wait, everybody's like, wait, off tomorrow? Like, yeah, we'll just take, we'll, we'll give you a three-day. Right, you're like, yeah, Damn. training holiday. I'm like, what the fuck? 
I worked in <laughs> I worked in a flight ops platoon when we got back. Like we stood up a schoolhouse at Fort Hood so we could train oh, people sweet. to deploy. It was fucking glorious. Okay. And so like if you weren't flying, you were you were playing JTAC on the ground or you were playing bad guys mm-hmm. on the ground. And basically okay. like we all took our POVs and personally owned vehicles and yep. we would just go to some random spot on Fort Hood. And, like, we'd have our trucks, we'd have our dogs, and we would just fucking yeah. have our radios, and we'd fuck off all day. Like, that was yeah, our yeah. day. Every that was my day. last job. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was the greatest so job. And if you were flying some days, like, we would, we flew to Nashville one day and had lunch and then flew home. Like, that was our wow. that was our mission. When Shout we were, out to Nashville. I went yeah. to Nashville six Hell months yeah. on a guy's trip. Yeah. Uh, so much that's, fun. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um... It's funny you say Nashville. So um, the gym I'm part of, the VA Vocational Rehabilitation Program, and um, I got into the self-employment program with my gym. And so um, I got an opportunity to do – they give you a grant and then do training, like abilities to go training and stuff. Went to um, Nashville twice. Um, Cook So like if you guys – if any – People who f- don't fall across it, the guy who's like one across it among four times in a row, name's Rich Froning. He owns a gym in Cookville. And, um, you know, it's like one of my buddies lives, uh, one of the guys is in the sniper section lives there. So it's like Nashville's like the greatest place ever. Just got to go there. Um, got to go to Boston. So that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. Um, did a couple of trips down there, met a guy who, um, and his wife who live in Canada, became best friends basically so it's a three-day like coaches course right learn how to be a better coach these these people that coach us are like to seal team six or coaching crossfit and they teach you they're like okay you're good but you could be better and so then they teach you that well at the end of the like the course um they're doing another course and so i just called my rep and he's like yeah just stay you know because i got the hotel and everything and then my buddy's like well I'll do this thing. I was like, well, why don't you just stay in my hotel room? It'd be stupid for you to buy a hotel right. and all that jazz. It'd be so expensive. Plus I'm getting per diem and stuff like that. Yeah. So he just like live with me. I, I met him three days before. Yeah. So that was a, that was a way sick experience. Just like a few things, like some of that's, um, and anybody listening to this, some veterans don't understand that there's so many opportunities with the VA and you don't have to, like everyone's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm not a wounded veteran. I don't need these benefits Bro, that's like, you got into the military, you're out, you're now a veteran. You deserve these benefits. Get out and use them. People don't understand millions of dollars get pumped into these VA stuff for people to use. And they just don't use it because of what we talked about before. Um, ignorance is bliss. You know what I mean? Like you need, you, you don't need to be like, I, I'm hurt or anything like that. You need to be, hey, I can get better. This views this opportunity to grow and use these benefits, and people just don't use them. It's just sad. Like, I'm like, damn, like, I can't believe this. Yeah. Imagine, you know, imagine if more people are using this and people are getting healthy and stuff like that. Cause that's, that's one of the biggest things. You know, people just don't, just don't understand that they have this benefits. And yeah, I, I got, got really hooked up. That's awesome. I got a buddy of mine who was a Marine for, for 10 years. I work with him and, He's been out now for like eight and he had the same mindset. He was like, well, I don't, I don't need any of that. 
Now, mind you, he was in Iraq in like '04 and again in '06. Ramadi, bad news. Yeah, like he, and you know, fucking all Marines are infantry, right? He was in shit for a long time, 13 month deployments. And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't need any of that. I'm a Marine, dude. Just fucking go. He's been out now for eight years, and he's he has his first like uh, appointment uh, next week. To just go, go through the whole process. Like, there you go. It doesn't matter if they compensate you or what the fuck. You'll at least like have the opportunity to get better. Right. And so he's finally like going to mental health appointments and all this shit. It's, it's covered. Doesn't like, that, it's yours. Doesn't that feel good when you can help somebody like that? Like yeah. that. Like that story is so awesome to hear because that motivates me to keep pushing my friends, not like hard, just yeah. a little bit, just that little, little nudge. You know what I mean? You've been pushing your buddy for a little bit. 13 years later, he decides to go in and the rest of his life is better. Yeah. Yeah, like this is so awesome. Yeah. Like that's, that's super motivating for me. Well, to hear. I got lucky and you know, I don't know what your, uh, Nate, your experience was, but when I got out of the 15th going through, uh, out processing at Fort hood, like you had to go, to the v or the vfw office and then they submit your packet to the va like all your medical oh. records all your shit they send it and i didn't have that at all they don't no, not at all they don't ask not any questions all. they're mm-hmm. just like give me your medical actually, records boom i actually just filed for tests because she fell in basic training on a rock and she fractured her knee and messed up her hip and she never did anything about it i was like well how come you haven't done it Right. So literally two, two days ago, I filed. And I was like, really? even if it's nothing, just yeah, you fractured your knee and you can't move your hip. Like, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, just, yeah. I, I had a horrible experience my first time going to the VA. And so, um, and, and everybody, anybody hearing this, they, they who's a veteran or been involved in the military, everyone knows. Like you hear the VA and it's just like a cringe. Everyone wants to cringe, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. I went through and... I said, you know, I'm having these issues and I got, you know, the boot. I got this horrible person who told me that um, I don't have any PTSD. I don't have any problems. My, you know, and, and I said, and I was like, well, that's my, that, that's my cue to say, see ya. Yeah. And so then I went back and they're like, what the fuck happened the first time you went through? And I explained to that, you know what I mean? And so we got, you know, I've been, back and forth multiple times going through stuff and you just, you can't go off your first experience. It's, it is a tough time sometimes, you know what I mean? It could be tough and, you know, just, just keep doing it. You know, hopefully you get a good guy going through the VFW is a, a huge difference. You're right. That the VFW is big. Some yeah. people, and, and if you know what you're doing, you can do it online. I've done a lot of stuff, stuff online. That's, it's a lot easier now. Yeah. I had the same experience on the mental health side. My very first like mental health appointment that I went to, like it was probably six months after I got out. I was definitely feeling that like, where do I belong? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What did I do nope. type of situation? And so I just made an appointment and they send you to like an evaluation or whatever. This lady never once looked at me. She asked me what was going on. She's like, she had two monitors and I couldn't, all I could see was like the middle of her face between her monitors. And she'd ask me a question and then she'd type, 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 type. Yep. 
And she asked me another one. Type, type. At the end of it, I swear to God, dude, it was the most disheartening thing on the planet. She reached into her desk and she grabbed two pamphlets and they were both breathing exercises. And she said, here, do these next time you're feeling a certain type of way. And if that doesn't work, then maybe you should come back. And that was the most disheartening fucking thing. Like the VA originally, like that VA that I had to go to was 45 miles away. Like, and so I drove all the way over there for for that lady to do that shit. And then I drove home. I'm like, I'm never fucking going back there again. Absolutely. I was the same way, the exact same way. It was an hour trip to my, to the first, the, the first time I went there. And this lady was telling me all this bad stuff. And I'm like, I cannot believe that you are in charge of you know, telling other soldiers that they don't have any problems. You are not a veteran. You have no combat experience. You know nothing. You are a PhD bookworm that has only learned through reading things. And you're going to tell me that I don't have any problems. It's just like, yeah, I know exactly what you're going. You went, you, you know, and I feel that right now. And that, you know, like right, now, I can talk about that, and it gets me so fired up to to push for better reform VA, yeah. big time. And then they, you know they've changed, and I've, you know, and you know, sad to say, I've made scenes at VAs because of the way somebody's been. I've treated me, and that person, you know, will always say. This, as soon as you do that, then red flags come up. You know what I mean? You're you're a, you're a problem veteran. Blah blah blah. No, no, you're a piece of shit who should not be in charge of helping people. That's what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? And and it's tough. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. And that just that fires me up really bad. Yeah. It was definitely disheartening. And I know like yeah. it's not the only time. She probably sees ten people a day. Oh yeah, for still sure. See her smug, stupid fucking face. Yep. So yeah, it's it's disheartening. And then I, you know, I eventually got a really good doctor, and that that's another thing that pissed me off about the VA hashtag VA whatever the fuck. Um, I had an awesome doctor. Like mm-hmm. she knew. Like I got hip problems, and she was like, you know, every six months I want you to come back, and I went. I want to give you all these tests again. We're going to make sure that we know what's what, blah, blah, blah. A year later, like, I show up to my appointment. It's a different doctor. And I'm like, I hate that shit. Hey, what's what's up? And she's like, so what's going on with, you know, your hip? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And you got to go back through the whole fucking thing. And it's just, it's frustrating. I get that. I get that big time. I was going through a PTSD. It was like a trial PTSD, um, like, it's just a, I had worked with a certain person and I kept working with the same person. Yep. Right. I kept seeing her every time and I was, I was motivated to go. I wanted to do it. And out of nowhere, they just cut, they cut the funding for her. She's gone. Literally my one, I just went there one day and it was a different person. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't fucking know you. Right. I, oh, we can build a relationship. First off, fuck you. I don't know you. Where is this? Where's my, you know, where's, where's Andrea? Her name was Andrea. Shout right. out to Andrea. What up, Andrew? So, yeah, man, that, getting the different docs and stuff like that has gotten so much better. Since 2011 to now, huge difference. Yeah. Still, there's some fuck faces out there and I hate them. That's the truth. That is the fucking truth. But 
I mean, it's not perfect, right? I know that they, they have made strides. You know, there's been some things, like there's small, like, satellite offices that are opening up in smaller rural areas, like where I live. Yep. And that helps a lot, so I don't have to drive an hour to fucking go to an appointment or whatever. But there's a long way to go. For sure. They did have a, there is a program, right, where you can choose the doctor you want to see or whatever the fuck. And That's dope, yeah. It is pretty cool. But there's a way. Dude, last time I went, they had to do an eye exam. It was the first time I ever had my eyes dilated. Oof, and it was rough. the worst. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I couldn't see up. a fucking thing. Like I had all my shit was right here. I couldn't fucking see any of it. That's the worst. My wife was like, uh, are you going to come pick up the kids? I'm like, I'm not leaving this parking lot. And, she's like, fucking, <laughs> and it's no. like 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a long ass time. It's forever. And my wife's like, you'll be, f-. meanwhile, if my wife's not wearing her glasses, she can't see a thing. Like not a fucking <laughs> thing. Like, we have a TV in our bedroom, and one day she took her glasses off, and she was like, you know, like, the little squares of all the apps on your TV? She's like, I don't know what any of those are. I was like, what? And she's like, no, I don't know what that says. I don't know what that one. One of those is white, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking white. She's like, yeah, I can kind of see that. That's awful. So Nate, your wife is in the military, or was in the military? You're muted, bro. Hey. Oh, shit. Yeah, I met her while we were in Korea. Uh, okay. so yeah. And then she, yeah. So she, she hurt her hip and knee Her hip never really got better. Can and she had a big training. So can, like, can you, can you tell a little bit about like first time you met Tess? Can you just explain to our friend yes. Aaron? About... Uh, she's, she's not a pleasant person. <laughs> Still isn't. Uh, she's a sweetheart. She's just a little rough around the edges. Uh, it's the best kind uh let's see okay so yeah you know we were uh you know chilling in the barracks so you know uh and me and my friends were like well we should have like saturday we should have like, grill stuff and i'm like yeah fuck yeah i'll make some chicken wing dip like fuck yeah and her, her she was smoking with like two other people that smoked it on the other side of the barracks and i was like hey you know you guys just got here and you guys got here we got like chicken wing dip over there and now my facial hair isn't good right now but i but i've accepted it but if you can picture how this was eight years ago at this point it was even worse and all I had was a mustache. I don't know why I had a mustache. Just Hell a yeah. young 18-year-old Nate. Just Fuck yeah. yeah. And, she, and I go, so there's some chicken wing dip over there, and we're hanging out. She goes, uh, your mustache is fucking hideous. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, a couple weeks later, she gets put in the same section that I was working in. It's just me and her. I had the trainer. And that was kind of it. There you go. Started rest chilling. History. The rest is history. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I met her there, um, and her hip never really got better because she she hurt in basic training. So I guess like the doctors probably were like, yeah, okay, whatever, probably fucked up. So I never really got better. And she hurt her, and the first due station was Korea. Oof. And then Korea doctors, I guess, also were like, eh, it seems fine. She's like, I can't even like move. And, and water. Yeah. Change your so socks, she'll be fine. Yeah, so she was going to get med boarded, and I can't remember what fell through. She was going to get med boarded, and then she technically failed a PT test because her profile didn't get redone. Oof. So they were like, nope, you got to take it. She's like, but I, I should take the walk. And they're like, oh, your profile's fucking expired as of like three days ago. Wow. So, or or wow. Some, some bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck? What else? So, yeah, so she technically got kicked out for that, but. Damn. 
yeah. So whatever. She didn't really like it anyway. But yeah. She met me, so hey, it's all good, bro. Yeah. Winning. Hashtag winning. That's all yeah. gravy. And what about you, Zach? Your wife? How did you meet her? Or... My wife and I went to school together. Uh, like since like third grade. Did. Third grade, okay. Uh, yeah, we went to high school. We dated in high school a little bit. And she was not into me as much as I was into her. She was a little too good for Zach, right? She was too good for Zach. Zach liked to <sighs> fuck a lot, and she wasn't. She wasn't down like that, right? So uh, I dated a girl in college, um, a real see you next Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I got out of college in 2010. And, you know, my wife got out of school too. She played volleyball at a small D2 school in Pennsylvania. And I just invited her over to my little sister's birthday party. There you go. And, the rest uh, is history. The rest is history, bro. I mean, that's I. That's the same thing with Kayla. The second day, um, we hung out. I said, "Hey, you want to watch Space Jam?" And it was over. Boom, Space there you Jam. go. Space, Space Jam. Jam. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the shout movie. out to MJ. What up, Michael? Ours How was a uh, a YouTube clip of Honey Boo Boo at two thirty in the morning on a Saturday night in a Korea skiff. Oh shit. I'm yeah. uh, watching Honey Boo Boo for in a skiff, bro. Because it because only certain things loaded on that YouTube, <laughs> and uh, skiffs in Korea aren't really full of action all the That's time. What's up. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, man. I got uh, just had my third kid four nice. four and a half months ago. Yeah, boy, girl, boy. I got two boy. boys. My oldest, Cameron, and my daughter. Ava in the middle, she's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> and then my, my youngest, Lincoln. It's it's a trip, man. I had the day off today, so Cam and I rented a kayak and just went cruising around the lake. Sweet. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to do that kind of stuff. So um my, my so George, my best friend, he he coaches the morning classes and then I come in so five and six AM. And then I come in at nine, and so me and Kayla and Maisie come to the nine a.m. class, and I coach that class with a couple other moms. It's pretty packed, and it's almost like a zoo. Kind of funny because there's always a lot of kids there. We're super friendly, uh, kid friendly gym at that at, at that time. That time's like if you're gonna bring your kids in, that's the time to bring your kids in yeah. at like nine. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's pretty cool to have her home. She's a teacher, so she, summers are off right now. Nice. So it's kind of nice. It's yeah. it's super dope. She's like, if anybody's meant to be a mom, and go ham at it. That's my wife. Yeah, I got the, I got the same thing. I hear that. My wife was also a teacher by trade. She started in daycare when we moved out here, and and uh, she's kind of been going down that route now. But same thing, man. Super patient. Like, Mm-hmm. Handles three kids like it's nothing. Like, I get one yeah. of them. And sometimes I'm like, y'all need to go somewhere. Go <laughs> yeah. What do you mean y'all? It's just it's just me, Dad. Well, <laughs> you need to go somewhere. Yeah, that. Oh man. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of that, yes, there's yesterday. Woke up. She's like in this almost crawling stage. She wakes us up. 
by crawling on top of my face. She's when I sit her up, she looks directly at me, shits herself. I'm like, all right. So come downstairs, clean her up, sit her down. Literally three seconds later, full shit. Just again. I'm like, God, she just looks straight at me. You know what's happening. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yep. And I just like let her sit down and I threw her on the TV and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna chill here for like two minutes. She just like Thanks, but I was like, woof, that was wild. Yep. It's like people got to be watching us. So we moved to this smaller town, and it's called Slater, Iowa, and it's like 20 minutes from the gym. And, you know, we're like, we are the newest people that moved to this town, and they flipped this house that we live in now. Um, people have been working on it for a, a pretty long time. They bought it, and this guy was like a hoarder, and it was rough looking. Um, no offense to that guy. He's no passed away, I guess. Yeah, no yeah. They flipped it, and it is, a, <laughs> it is a beautiful house that they flipped. Everything is amazing. We're super lucky to have it. But, man, they have to just see me. If I'm doing, like, my workouts in the garage and, like, or, like, taking, like, 100 shitty diapers out to the, the, the street corner, people are like, man, this guy's fucked up. Everyone's drive, everyone drives around in their golf carts. That's a big thing here. You flex. That's how you flex. The nice golf cart. in a retirement community. Oh no! It's just it's just people who don't, they just drive golf carts. We I live so, around the corner from. It's called the Nighthawk. It's a bar. If I was in Savannah, a lot of people a lot of people drove golf carts in Savannah. I'm like, what the fuck? That's the flex. The, we got this you, kid in my fucking neighborhood. I live in this one way in, one way out fucking okay place. You know, I'm out in the country, but there's you know, 75 houses in this neighborhood. Right. And there's this kid, he's probably, he's probably like 13, bro. He was cruising. It was like Monday or Tuesday. I've been working from home forever. And like every 10 minutes, I'd see this dude just cruise past my house. (laughs) And my wife comes home and she's like, I think I've seen him a couple of times. I'm like, that dude has been cruising golf cart pussy all day. he (laughs) he He can't get any. She's like, well, has he had any luck? I'm like, nah, it's just been him. Just, Driving around a golf cart, fucking kicking. You're just like you're, you're you're keeping tally. All of a sudden, you see him with the chick. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah dude. Like I know what he's doing. I told my wife, I was like, I was 13 once. If I was out that much when I was his age, I was looking for some weird fucking bitches to just jump in the golf cart. Like, I love it. It's all good. I love it. It's yeah, good man. stuff. It's it's fun. The whole dad life is crazy. It is wild, man. It is a, it's a trip. It's, yeah. it's the it's the greatest job you could ever have. Dude, Hardest job. It's Hardest. You know, I tell my wife and I tell everybody I talk to. It's sixty forty. Is sixty percent the most amazing fucking thing you ever did, and forty percent the hardest shit you've ever done. Oh, you yeah. know, you, I like that. That's you're, good. You're so afraid. You know, I was actually, you know, my wife and I had like a, a talk the other night where we've just had some rough days with the kids and. Me especially, where I was just, we were having a talk, and I was like, you know, I'm so fucking fearful, and I think every good parent is of, like, of fucking a big kid. Like, you don't want to make a mistake. You don't want them to be the same bag of shit that you think you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was telling my wife that, and I was just like, I don't want them to be as angry as I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm fucking mad all the time. And, uh kids are so forgiving 
you know? Oh, it's crazy. You know, my son, my oldest son, is four and a half, will be five here in a few months. And he's just like the most chill kid ever. It's awesome. You know, he's a pain in the ass. But days like yesterday, I took him to school. And uh, he goes to preschool where my wife works. And I, I drop him off or whatever, and I'm out by the truck, and I'm about to get back in. And he comes fucking sprinting out the door. And he just hugs me one more time. Love you, Dad. And just pieces the fuck out. And I'm like, like you know him. what? My day's going to be cool now. No matter what there I'm doing, I'll be all right. Someone recently asked me about, you know, what's it like to be a dad. And I said, it's like being on vacation. You're having the greatest time ever, you know. But then you also got a sunburn the first day, so it kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. And there's, you're, like, having this a gray time, and then you get that sunburn, and you're like, fuck, yeah. this sucks a little bit. Yeah. But you're on vacation, so you're having a good time. So it's all good. And then all of a sudden, yeah. your sunburn shits its pants, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> Oh, I'm shit. good. Yeah. So I have a, a I have a little wild story. So the other day, um, Saturday, um, I'm working out, and I couldn't find my phone, or whatever, and my phone's been missing. I'm like, what the fuck? Couldn't find my phone. We tear my so good done. I got we coached the nine thirty classes. We had one class on Saturdays nine thirty, and one of my buddies that deployed with us, he he's with us. He's hanging out. And I'm like, man, I can't find my phone. So we come home. We're just tearing up our fucking house. And I'm like, all right, maybe I fucking dropped it somewhere. So we're going to have to put it on that lost mode, like fucking lock it down. And then I look at my iPad and I get these messages from this random person, like to this random person as me. And it's like, hey, man, I found this phone. Big money. Help me get this. Help me get the money on this phone. So some fuckhead stole my phone. And was like messaging his friend to like try to s- steal the money off my apps. So, and, and anybody that knows me, I fucking hate passwords because I always forget shit. I fucking I forget everything. I fucking hate passwords. So I don't have a lock. I didn't have the, my phone was unlocked. Right. A valuable lesson that I learned. So I'm like messaging this guy like, "Hey, fuck you. Where's my phone at?" Like, and so I thought it was a certain dude that he was messaging, and I didn't realize that it was. Not him messaging this person as himself. It was him messaging this guy as me. So like messaging, I'm like, I think it's a kid. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker. So I go through his Facebook. I'm like, find his mom. Call, try to call his mom. Didn't answer. I'm like, hey, your fucking kid's got my phone, and he's trying to steal money from me. Go and behold, we find out this is fucking meth head. Like tap out gear, fucking head to toe, flat bill, giant douche. Cool dude. This. This guy bought Jordans, $267 Jordans on my Amazon and sent them to my house. Nice. He bought a phone through like PayPal on Walmart.com and put his own information, like his address, Good. everything. <laughs> Just, Smart guy. He is like the running water bandit, like the fucking worst criminal in the history of time. They ended up getting him. But he fucked my phone up. He smashed the fuck out of it. It was destroyed. And the cop goes, hey, man, we got your phone. He handed it to me. I was like, uh, we're, first of all, I had like one of those Apple like charging cases. So like it charges your phone too. 140 bucks. Fucking tossed that shit. Smashed the tits out of my phone. I was like, fuck. This motherfucker. 
So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I got insurance on my phone. So uh, me and my wife made the executive decision to take the cellular off of our watches. Just we were paying like ten bucks or something a month. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is stupid. We don't need it. Right. Somehow in that process, it, our insurance got dropped. Like Verizon just dropped our insurance off of great off the planet for like a month. It was like two months maybe max. So fucked up phone, no insurance. So they can't help us. So I go to the Verizon store. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? He's like, well, you have two options. You can pay $1,200 to buy out your phone because you can pay, normally you could pay like half and upgrade if your phone's in mint condition, Mm. which it was not. Or you can go get it screen. He's like, you can go to this place and they'll fix your screen for you and do a diagnostic zero cost. Probably like 500 bucks. I was like, okay. So he's like, and then in 30 days when I can make a claim, if your phone's still fucked up, you can make a claim that your phone's still not working and they'll just, yeah, but I still have to pay $250 deductible on the phone. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So it's the same. It's nearly the same price. Right. I'm like, God damn it. And so this dude will probably just get probation because he's a giant piece of shit or whatever. And so I just got like literally fucked. Like I was yeah. just like, wow, this is the worst day ever. Yeah. I was so pissed. So yeah, I had to fucking, I had to switch all my cards, all passwords on my phone, I, you know, just go through the whole jest. Yeah. And I'm like, God. And, and what's fucked up is I don't, you know, this guy had my phone for like eight hours. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Like right. he doesn't seem like a very smart individual, but he still bought shit off my phone. And like, now he has my address. Who the fuck knows if he gave it to his fucking weird ass friends? Right. And it's just, yeah, it kind of fucked me up. But it was like literally just the trippiest thing for just like a Saturday. I was like, man, this fucking blows. This fucked up my day. But when I walked, but Kayla's like Sherlock Holmes, like trying, she's like really big into trash TV. So like catfish. <laughs> so she's like, TV. she like uses her catfish skills to like, like track, find these people or whatever. And she like, wizarded it all up i don't know she did a pretty good job she handled it all with the cops and stuff because i was more i was just extremely extremely upset right can you imagine yeah why, why you imagine you yeah if you imagine like i see that guy on the street and i like push him in front of oncoming traffic not that you would do that right? no not absolutely be, not this is a hypothetical shit type of situation that's some, that's some hypothetical stuff that would maybe come up in like not at all something no, i would do ever absolutely not even a little bit not even mad it's just a phone it's just a thing yeah i'm not even mad it's fine <laughs> yeah my wife like six months into getting her phone apparently with the iphone 10 when it first came out like the earlier models the power button stopped working like oh you couldn't okay push yeah, yeah. It. Like, you couldn't yep. fucking push it nothing happened and so she called to you know, to file a claim on insurance, brand new phone, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, ma'am, you can pay your deductible of 200 and some dollars and we'll Jeez. send you a phone. Like, it's a button. It's a known issue. You guys know this doesn't work. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, still you got to go through and Okay. Well, so she just lives with it. She found some mm-hmm. app where she can turn off her screen, but yeah, it's all fucky. What a fucked up. It's a scam. Like- it's a scam. Everything's a fucking scam. Everything. I swear to you, everything's a fucking scam. Because they're like, okay, it's six. 
like for my yes. next one, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like I recently deleted uh, my Reddit account and my Instagram account, and I replaced them with like productive apps. Where I'm like oh, reading nice. now and like oh, wow. featured articles of the day. Where I'm like, oh, basically, this is pretty cool. So basically, Gandhi. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> change the world over there. So all I have is Twitter. Because if you think I'm giving up Twitter, you're fucking high. But Reddit, no more. It's gone. There you go, Nate. It's no longer on Reddit. Damn. Damn. And I wrote a pretty Reddit. sweet uh, Reddit article yeah. on Terminator just recently. I'm, I, I'm I, I, okay. So a little. I'm really big into movies, and I don't know anything about Reddit. But I wrote an article about like the term, like the new Terminator. Don't the Fate, Dark Fate. It wrote an article. I still get like people responding to that. Like I, I don't even know. Like that was a thing. Like people like I don't know anything about Reddit. And I wrote that article or whatever, and people were like still commenting on it. Hey, this is really good. This is a great series. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh, <laughs> like seven, seven months later, I had no idea. Hell yeah. Yeah, when I was going through that shit with the bank, like I posted on legal Oof. advice to try to uh, see what like routes i could take and people were okay. just super helpful like hey man, nice. do all this shit do this bottom line is i got my money back but what i had to do was i had to call the branch manager of my local branch and i told her because i was just calling their call center or whatever and every time it's a new person blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so i just called the, the branch manager down the road at middlefield amish country fucking u.s bank and uh <laughs> She was just like, yo, this is Marlene. What up? Shout out to Marlene. Yo, and big Marlene. shout out to Marlene. Marlene. And she was like, I can just file the paperwork and make a request to their bank and they should send the money back. I'm like, well, let's do that. <laughs> and she did it. And it was two days later. Like, I get a phone call. The The asphalt company did call back. or They, they sent me a message like, hey, we contacted our bank. They have your money, but it didn't go into an account. They're just sitting on it. What? It's been 30 days. Can we throw up a red flag, motherfucker? Hey, I got your money. <sighs> and they didn't. So literally, Marlene sent a whatever the fuck she had to send. And two days later, we got the money. Was Hell like, yeah. Was that so fucking yeah. hard? I should have called her from the wild. Jump. Right. I'm waiting on a $500 check for my de- deductible for my car incident. So that yeah. should be here maybe tomorrow. What happened to your car? What happened? I didn't tell you this story. No, Nathan. All right, parents come into town late May, right? Yeah. Pick them up from the airport, driving back. I'm at a red light on North Airport Boulevard, right? And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm at a red light. I'm in the three lanes. Left lane is a left turn. Middle lane, which is what I'm in, is left turn and straight. I'm going straight. Other lane is straight. Right, so I'm just like, all right. light turns green, and I'm like going nine miles an hour. And my mom, who's sitting in the back right seat, is like, Nate, look out. And I'm like, what? And then this dude just kind of like drives into me. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Because we were going like nine miles an hour because it just turned green, right? So I pull over, and he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, it's all cool, man. Like, people make mistakes. And I go out, and like, so I text him, like, hey, like, we just got in an accident because. Uh, we were planning on just coming to my house so my parents could see uh, June before she went for a nap. She was like, oh, my God, wait, wait, wait. And I'm not responding to her because I'm talking to the fucking dude. I'm like, Liz, can you call Tess to make, tell her that it's 
not bad. She's like, make sure you call the police. Like, a super bad. And I sent her a picture. It's just like a few scratch. Because again, he's only we're only nine miles an hour. He's right, only right, right. like, you. And that was it. So, so we did take it in though, because you know I, I wasn't gonna have it like a scratch rust, especially here where it could fucking snow tomorrow. Who fucking knows? Right. So it was just five hundred dollars deductible. But since it's his fault, I'm just gonna get a refund. It. But that's kind of what I'm waiting on. So. Nice. Which is nice because my fucking mortgage payment came out yesterday, and that's never fun. No, <laughs> never. So the dude was trying to turn left from the far. No, he right just. Lane? No, uh, I I think he thought maybe he's either one he didn't see me, which was weird because we were sitting next to each other at the red light, or two, he thought I was going to turn left. So and he was, he was just going to like be in the lane. <laughs> which is why you don't change lanes in the intersection. That makes sense. Right. There's laws for a reason. Yeah. Damn. So so it turns out he worked at a center in Denver for like at risk teens. And there was like three or four teens in, the, in his, in his van. Oh jeez! And here I am finding this out. Cause I'm looking at his insurance information. I'm like, what the fuck is, what's a third way center? And I Google it's at risk teens. And I'm like, man, I, I, I kept my cool and I was super nice. And one of the teenagers said, Hey, thanks for being so nice about it. And I fucking changed some lives. There you go. <laughs> yes. Man. Probably yeah. not. But I was super fucking oh. proud of it. And, and I'm telling the story to one of my coworkers and she's like, Wait, you said it was okay. I'm like, oh, I didn't say like, hey, it's my fault. But I was like, I'm not gonna get mad. And she's like, but somebody hit you. Why didn't you get mad? I'm like, what? Dude, that? there's fucking, because I'm like, there's fucking protests happening ten miles away. People are dying to fucking COVID, right. and I'm gonna get mad because a guy ran in me going nine miles an hour. It's not worth it, bro. No, not at all. Never. You guys getting a lot of riots out there? I I don't know. I don't think so. Who fucking knows? I don't think so. I don't know. Denver's weird. And I don't really go in the city. Ask ask him. His brother lives in Denver, so. My I, brother does live in downtown Denver, and there was some, like, sketchy times a few weeks ago. And uh, But he actually, he just started, he still works. He works at UC Denver. He works for the college over there. And okay. uh, they had, on his first day back to the office yesterday, July 1st, mm-hmm. He, they had a, one of his employees had a case. They tested positive. So they had to clear the fucking building. Nobody's allowed back in there. But it's just been, as far as riots go, it was weird for about a week, a few weeks ago. But now it's just regular old protest. Protest. Yeah. Damn, it's fucking weird out there. Um, what is, seriously. What's up? Uh-oh. Oh. He's breaking up. You're breaking up super bad. <laughs> oh, no. No? That's no. your connection shit. Whoa. Huh? Can you hear me now? Yeah. I think I heard that. Yeah. Uh-oh. We're losing him. Well, that's all right. We had two hours. Yo. Nope. There he is. Dope. What's up? There we go. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, cool. No, I said, what a time to be alive. Dude. Seriously. Like, absolutely nuts. It's weird out I here. just go to work every day, come home, take a walk with my kid, and do homework. It's pretty, pretty awful. You know what? You know what's really fucking me up and I want to talk about? Is this, this Russian bounty scandal? Oh, I yeah. have no idea. I just heard one thing about it. 
but I have no idea what it is. Right. I read the original article on Sunday from the Washington Post, and I don't know how to take it because you read it and you're like, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then, like, paragraph 20, they're like, if this is confirmed, I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, I want to talk about it real quick. I want to, I just want to, I got, Let's do it. I, got, I got a little baked out last night, and I was mm-hmm. reading about it, and it tripped me the fuck out. Right. What is it? I have no idea. So there were rumors. All right. There was okay. So there were officials that came out that said, "Hey, we have intelligence that states that the Russian government, specifically the GRU, the GRU, which is like a spy network of mm-hmm. the Russian government, is paying um, Afghans bounties for every." coalition soldier that's killed right so there was a lot of speculation about did trump know about it blah 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 turns out he was he was given a written briefing about it back in january february time frame but it could have been even sooner that the intelligence actually got to the white house but you know president trump says hey you know i never got that briefing blah 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 Okay, so now more stories have come out, and I read an article today that was like, no, they have a guy that was the middleman. He was actually like a contractor heading up uh, a construction firm in Afghanistan, but he was also the middleman for these payments to um, terrorist organizations for you know killing coalition forces. And right. he went from like not having any money, dirt poor, to having a security detail and when he was when his cousin was arrested they found five hundred thousand dollars cash in his house god damn and so more and more intelligence is coming out now obviously russia and afghan officials have been saying no that's not true it's all fake but there's multiple sources and different intelligence agencies in the u.s stating no we, we definitely have evidence that there's been money transferred from Russia through 12 different or however many different, you know, back doors into Afghanistan that time up with some of these um, coalition forces getting killed. What the fuck? So, yeah, there's theories out there that Russia is, you know, swinging that way because the U.S. backed <clears throat> Afghanistan back in the Soviet days when the Soviets uh, were in there. And mm-hmm. so now they're trying to swing back and get back at that. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's super fucky. And I, in my anger last night reading about it, I sent out a hateful tweet to the president. Which, you know, whatever. He never read it, I'm sure. But, like, just address it. All I'm saying, all I, like, address the motherfucker. Come out and go, like, look, we got this intel. We're tracking it down. Mm-hmm. Don't just not. Like, it's a big deal. It's like when the Afghanistan papers came out, you know, six months ago, and they said every administration has been lying, stating that the, the mission in Afghanistan is not successful and we're not doing what we should be doing. But publicly, they're all like, it's going great. We're doing a good job. Everybody's doing good. I also read an article today that said Russia's uh, kind of trying to, I don't want to say sabotage, but like work with the Taliban, like with like the deal that the Taliban is kind of trying to construct with us right now. 
they're trying to like encourage it to get us out. Right. And like, if it's Oof. if it's cut and dry, let's just fucking get out of there. Agreed. But like, but I believe that the corporate media wants us there, so they're gonna try and spin it. Oh, in a way, see. we have to stay there. Cash so. cow. Yeah, yeah damn right it is. They don't have to report on it. They don't have to report on it except for every five or six months when something bad happens. Yeah, they don't report on it anymore. Yeah, I haven't heard shit from for a long time. No, I mean if you follow it, like if someone gets killed, you'll read about it on like Mm -hmm. the army subreddit, or maybe some third page article on some website. Right? It's never. Nobody gives a fuck. Sounds like a great opportunity to get out. It's a fantastic opportunity to get out. Let's just fucking do it. And, you know, we've talked about it before, Nate, but, like, it's just disheartening. Because you want to believe that, like, the shit you were doing mattered. And sometimes when you read articles like that or you see the route that it's going, it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck was I doing? And what the fuck are dudes still over there doing? Getting shot at and dying for when what why i i feel the same way i i i always kind of i i can leave loose loop with that overnight tonight thinking about man did what i did those firefights those people that died those you know the things that we did did that did that do anything did they you know is that like did i did i brush the surface did it did it make a dent did it do anything you want to say, yeah, you know, and, and every, you know, army guy is going to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, what we did is, and then like you deep, dig deep down and you're like, where well, we've been there for 20 plus years, fuck no. Right. You know, and it just, it sucks. It's like, you're like, man, and that can, you know, that can really fuck your head up with like, you know, with your purpose and the things that you've done yeah, yeah, and yeah. you think about that. And a lot of guys, I know a lot of guys has said that coming home when you come home back to the national guard and you and you're like you know you're super motivated to retrain again and then guess what you're in the national guard so you're probably not going to deploy for at least another contract yeah. so it's just like oof. yeah it's tough i uh i don't want to call that cynical but i don't <laughs> but the way i've uh had it in my head i definitely understand what you're saying because i definitely have those thoughts and i understand those thoughts uh, and even though when you apply the 19, 20 years to it, it really fucking blows. And uh, it's hard to understand that type of culture because Afghanistan is just a it's just a spot on the map with lines, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a country. Right. It's not, you know, people who live up in fucking Missoula don't give a fuck about what people going on in fucking Kandahar, right? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. But... If if it takes another five years, and we can finally say, probably won't. But if it gets to the point where the Taliban is not in power anymore, little girls are going to school, and even if they still have a fucking corrupt ass government, but you know we build some infrastructure, people are going to school. Maybe that's enough. Maybe it's not enough. But people are going to school. Right. That we're going to school, and people are getting stuff that they weren't. Now, does it blow? That by the time we were there in 2013 and 14, that all we were doing was low to mid-level guys who really don't know anything. Probably really sucks. Yeah. 
Um, I also think if those people were to see me, they'd, they'd kill me immediately. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yep. It sucks. It's a culture I probably will never understand, and I think that's the, the crux of it. They're never, ever going to stop. No. Never. You know what I say all the time is, if, if somebody else invaded us, would we stop? No. You know what I mean? And that's, it, it's, it's a really hard thing to think about because obviously we're not, we don't have the radical thoughts that they do. But if, you know, if yeah. I, a great example, I watched Red Dawn, the 2013, I believe, fucking, like the worst movie. And the yeah. thought process of North Korea invading the United States is literally impossible. In that way, like flying in yeah. low with C-130s, yeah. like just blowing yep. shit up. Like, yeah, so, absolutely wild. Five, North Korea is like five thousand miles away from the nearest coast. <laughs> like, right, literally right, impossible. Right, right. But yeah, uh, you know, it's just yeah. So I definitely get it. It sucks. Um, what was I gonna say? Fuck, this is gonna bother me. Now. I can't remember. I hate when that happens. Sorry, I think going it, on the tangent. When it comes to finding like, oh, what I remember. Do mattered. I feel like yeah, it mattered to everybody I was doing it with. It mattered mm-hmm. to. The dudes on the ground that I was helping, you know, on comms with, making sure they weren't getting shot at. If they were getting shot at, making sure they knew where they needed to go or were getting shot at from, like, that mattered. What I was doing on the day-to-day mattered. But on the whole, why are we there? I don't know anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's very hard to look at any single conflict if you were to peel back some of the very, very large macro from government to government geopolitical reasons, you could easily find things. And it's a little easier with Afghanistan and Iraq, but um, I don't know. It's weird. I'm talking human history, right? Right. Like any soldier from any war, you could ask him, like, okay, why were you doing it? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know. Is there any way to quantify if we never go there or if we're only there for a few years after 9-11 to shit ramp up? Do we have stuff, more stuff on the home front? I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. And, and maybe that's a fucking coward's way to think about it or a coward's way out to be like, oh, this is how I justify it. Maybe we stopped terror attacks. I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, we had I had this thought not too long ago about – you know what? If I did what I did was, you know, with we, the right direction or the right thing, and it's really strange, but um, it's like super left field. But Tony Hawk, you guys, I don't know if you guys know that he like had they have a school for like little girls to do skateboarding in Afghanistan, and oh. it's like, yeah, like it's like the most craziest shit that he like. I don't know if he started a school or he started this thing where, like they have a thing where they teach little girls how to do skateboarding and they get skateboards and they have a skate park and they don't have to wear that. I don't know if I I think they don't have to wear a mask or something like that. I'm sorry. It's probably not politically correct when I say that. Um, but, um, you know, and I'm like, damn, like if what we did somehow led to like that, like getting to the point where they having a little bit of, that Western civilization in there, like in like integrating a little bit and their ideals aren't so crazy that they could do that. Yeah. That's that, that makes me feel good. 
I was like, you know what? I, I can yeah. I, I can hang on that. I can That's hang on win. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the issue also when dealing with it is that in Afghanistan and Iraq, because of the culture and the way that their their lifestyle is, they're you know, mm-hmm. you you're born here, you work the fields, you die, right, for the most part. Yeah. I think one bad year of policy from the US perspective leads to cannot be erased maybe until maybe 10 years of good policy, right? So mm-hmm. let's say all the shit maybe we were doing in 03, 04, probably not, probably not great, right? Right. You kill the one dude who, you know, maybe you took out, tw- it was 20 people you took out and they were fucking bad dudes. But number 21 was uncle fucking, uncle fucking Larry. who's like, yeah, I'm just a goat farmer and I raised 10 kids. Mm-hmm. And then those 10 kids were like, you fucking killed uncle Larry, you piece of shit. Right. So those 10 kids now are, Right. Hey, yeah. You know, they're simple. Though. All right, well, I'm, I fucking hate you guys because you killed my Uncle Larry. Right. Yeah. It's difficult. Still, yeah, it's difficult to quantify a lot of things, but I don't, I don't know. know. I, 100%. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't pretend to have all the answers, but there's some. Sh- there's just some shit going on that's just super disheartening, right? I mean, this is why I don't trust anything anymore. You, you can't. I don't, I don't trust media. about that, right? You just... You, there's, just, there's no reason for me to trust anybody. I see it all the fucking time on Twitter, bro. I see it all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, COVID cases are rising. It's because people are going out. But it's not because of the protest. Like, well, right. I don't believe you. You're you're gaslighting me right now. Yeah. It's Why are you gaslighting me? Stop it. Stop that. I don't like that. I yeah. fucking hate it. Yeah. I hate everything. <laughs> Nothing's real. Except for my kid and my wife. It's all dog shit. Yeah, I feel I'm that. Just living in the matrix, bro. Yeah. It's all simulation. We're gonna wake up one day. We'll just be aliens, fucking joysticks in our hands. You can only hope that. Yeah. <laughs> None of it matters. God, I sure hope not. All right. On that note, guys. Fuck. Yeah. Eleven eighteen. Yeah, that was super cool. That was a you deep. Know, I just wanted you to know, Aaron, that I wrote down this dude might be the coolest motherfucker that's ever lived. Oh wow! It was a pleasure fucking talking to you. You're Absolutely. a fucking super nice. genuine I'm so dude, pumped. and and I'm really glad we did this. Thanks, Adam, for setting this up. Um, Adam. But no, man, you are a super genuine guy, and I'd love to do it again in like three. Just let me get three hours of sleep. We'll do another one. <laughs> Hell right. yeah, it's all good, guys. All thanks right. a lot for having me on. Great to meet you. Um, you as well. Definitely always. You, you, you guys in Iowa. Hit me up. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Everybody have a good holiday weekend. And safe, please. Take it easy. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.